Welcome back to the Lit Bay Podcast. I'm your host, Kerwin, a.k.a. The Literary Baddie. My name, oh, my name? My pronouns are they, them, because I already told you my name. And this is a mostly bookish podcast. This is also my show, so I can talk about whatever I want. You can follow Lit Bay Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Tumblr, and YouTube if you do the social media thing. If you don't, that's still fine. So glad to have you. Um, You can also feel free to follow my show on whatever platform you listen to it on. And that's when you'll know when I release new episodes and bonus episodes. So yeah, if you're interested, go ahead and do that. And if you're looking for more information on how to read books for free or how to resist Amazon while you're on your reading journey, please check the information in my show notes. I have information on different bookish apps such as Libby, Libro.fm, Hoopla, Bookshop.org, Pango Books, uh, and The Storygraph. So, yeah, this podcast gets E for explicit because I do be cussing, child. Um, I actually don't think I have any cuss words planned uh, for this episode, so we'll just get it out the way right now. Shit! Yeah, okay, cool. So, you know, we got that out of the way. Now we can get into the episode. The meat and potatoes, if you will. The peanut butter and the jelly. Okay, so... This episode, I put together one of these lists. It's like the keep it, keep it in 2023. Or no, 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 leave it in 2023, keep it for 2024 and beyond. And I'm really quite proud of this list. So I'm going to read all my what we're leaving in 2023 is first. And then I'm going to read what I'm keeping in 2024 and beyond. This is my personal list. But I would love to like hear what y'all would like leave and what y'all would keep um when I do this post there might be something on the Instagram where y'all can just tell me what's good or you can just like DM me or something and let me know if I can share it and then I'll just share it in like the stories or something I don't know we'll see so anyway things I want to leave in 2023 suffering through a novel even though I know it's not for me I did that a lot in 2023 okay we talked about my bookish stats I read 129 books And I wouldn't say I suffered through a lot of them, but there was like, uh, definitely like at least five that I feel like I was like, I should have just DNF'd it or just like stopped reading it. And I was like, no, I'm committed. I invested so much time. And I was just like, I could have just DNF'd it. For y'all that don't know, DNF means did not finish. Um, But yeah, I should have, but I didn't because I invested so much time. But I was like, but I'm not having a good time reading it. But I read it anyway. And I can't change the... The, uh, the past, but I can not do that in the future. So that's really nice. That's a cool thing about moving forward <laughs> and forgiving yourself. <laughs> um, next up, I'm leaving in 2023, reading books because of their popularity on social media or TikTok. Um, I feel like the only book no, I don't feel like that really affected me. Well, or did it? No, it did. You know what? It actually did. I had a little moment. Or did I? No, I did. I read um, I read the second book of A Court of Thorn and Roses. I don't know what it's called. It's, by, it's that Sarah J. Mass book. Um, you know, that particular series has five books in it, and I have completed two out of the five. I do not plan on finishing the series because I'm just not invested in these 600 700 ass page books the smut is good 
okay. I will say I did enjoy the smut, but I was like, it's not like these books are like, you know, out of 700 pages, it's not 400 pages of smut. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I think the stories are fine. Um, it's not the best work I've ever read in my life, but I think from what I've read, those two books, they're fine. They're fine. They're not terrible, um, but they're fine. F-I-N-E. Foyne. Um, actually, Foyne would be F-O-I-N-E, but these books were just fine. These books were not Foyne. Um, what else are we leaving in 2023? I think hard reading goals. I'm le- Me personally, I'm leaving in 2023. I don't think I'm going to make a reading goal. I don't think I'm going to have like a, a hard reading goal this year. And I don't think my last one was hard either. I When I say hard reading goal, it's like, I must finish 52 books, one book per week. I have to do it or my life is over. Like, no, not that. But, you know, soft reading goals or like reading goals to see what you're capable of. I think that's really cool. But I'm not going to be putting so much emphasis on reading goals this year for me personally. Ooh, this next one. Self-help books published before 2020, especially if it talks about social media, mental health, or dating and relationships. We're leaving that shit in 2023 if it was published before 2022. Now, sometimes you get those timeless, you get those timeless reads that were, you know, published a long time ago and they still hit to this day. But I was reading some, I was reading this book that was like published in 2016 and I was like, this is not helpful. This is just not helpful. It was also the one book I DNF'd uh, in 2023, which I will not tell you what book that was. Um, but I just, I didn't find it helpful. It, you know, and I was like, you can't possibly talk, tell me about, you know, a relationship with social media or my mental health or dating and relationships. Like, you can't possibly, things have changed, girl. Things have changed. They have evolved. And, 2016 was a different time and uh, like shit on social media is much more predatory now predatory and they like really want your energy your time they're really trying to keep you on there and they were trying to do that before but they are working in insidious ways child so I was like books published before 2020 self-help books specifically published before 2020 that talk about social you know social media the effects of social media or just social media in general mental health dating relationships especially dating relationships, shit has changed, child. So, you know, some again, you get those timeless writings, you get those timeless self-help books, but everybody can't, everybody doesn't have that skill to be timeless, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, the last thing that I will be leaving in 2023 is using Amazon. Well, I don't do this, though. I don't, I don't buy anything from Amazon because I don't have an Amazon account. But I guess this is more for y'all. <laughs> uh, I said using Amazon to buy all of your books. Give Amazon a break, girl. If you want, I guess. Like sometimes Amazon, the price do be looking nice. I will admit. Okay, fine. But, you know, also consider your local bookstore. I know it's going to cost more, but like we need those like local bookstore spaces that is where the bookish people come alive you know that is where the um that is where the authors come 
for signings, to talk about their books. You get to meet the author. You get to talk to them, all of that stuff. You get to see them in the flesh. You can't see them in the flesh on Amazon, you know? So, yeah, this wasn't for me, but this was for anybody who exclusively buys their books on Amazon. I just ask you to consider buying from somewhere else. That's it. Okay, now we're going to talk about the keeps for 2024 and beyond. What we're keeping Actually reading the synopsis of books before deciding to read them. I have been known to go for a pretty cover at the bookstore because I'm like, it's so cute. Beautiful black woman on the cover. Like, I'm going to get it. And then it talks about this black woman dating her little white man. And I'm like, this is not what I wanted. Um, So... You know, sometimes sometimes I'm in the mood for a little for a little swirl, if you will. But I actually do want to start reading the synopsis of books. I think that's going to help me read, you know, books that I actually want to read and not books that like, oh, I just had a good cover. So I just want to, you know, see what's going on. And I think there is something to going into a book blindly, but not all the time. Not for me, at least. Next up, we're going to say finding book recommendations that I trust. I trust, and I talk about this person often, On they are on BookTube. They are called Mina Reads. They are Mina Reads on BookTube. That is the books, the book content on YouTube. And that is, I think they're Mina Reads on Instagram as well. I trust their book recommendations. I trust them. That's who I trust. You might not trust them, but I trust them. When they say something is good, I'm like, okay. Also, there is somebody, I think their name is Reading with Cindy. They're on Book Talk as well. I'm sure they're on like Instagram and stuff too, but I only follow them on YouTube for right now. Um, I trust them. I trust them a lot. I love their uh, recommendations, but I also really love their reviews. And even when they're talking about a book that they did not enjoy, just because of the way that they talk about them, I'm like, oh, I might enjoy this, so I'm still going to read it. You know, like... Yeah, so I think that's really important, finding book recommendations that I trust and not people being paid to be like, oh, talk about this book and we'll pay you. Like, the betrayal, really. The shame. Deception. Um, Anyway, keeping in 2024 and beyond, more nonfiction reads. Not necessarily self-help but I'm open to self-help definitely especially when it comes to books around like boundaries and I think like um you know building community and like friendships and like how we gather I think shit like that is really cool but I'm also gonna be reading more um what do you call those books just like not historical non-fictions obviously and just other books where like I actually learn Um, where I'm actually like learning something. I think I'm, my brain is ready to sponge again. So I'm really excited to get more into nonfiction. Also, we're keeping utilizing your public library and its resources. Yeah. Um, so if you didn't know, library cards are super easy to get and they're free. Um... And they're quiet and they have computers and internet access. And because you have your library card, you don't just have to go to the library all the time to physically check out books. Once you have your library card, there are two apps you can use. There are more, but the two that I use are Hoopla and Libby. Libby, 
you can put your library card number in and you have access to all of these like audiobooks and ebooks and comics and graphic novels and all of this stuff. Hoopla, you do the same thing. You put in your library card number and you have access to not only audiobooks, ebooks, comics, graphic novels, all of that good stuff. They also have movies. They got like a bazillion A24 movies on Hoopla. They have movies, TV shows, all of that stuff. So if you ever find yourself struggling with like, oh, I can't afford Hulu this month, or I can't afford, you know, um, Netflix or HBO, they have shows on there. And they have like really interesting, like an interesting combination of things. You know what I mean? So I... I highly recommend, um, you know, using the public library. And we talk about its resources as well. All libraries are different, but some libraries offer knitting classes. They offer cooking classes. If you start like a book club, you could start the book club at your local library. And they there can be many book clubs. There doesn't just have to be one. Some people have romance book clubs. Some people have We Only Read YA. Some people have We Only Read Nonfiction. You know, stuff like that. So, like, it's a great way to get involved in your community, to get more bookish people involved, things like that. I also have heard that some libraries um, carry, like, sewing machines that you can actually rent out. Some libraries actually carry, like, uh, uh, Wi-Fi hotspots, internet hotspots that you can take home and you can use. And, I mean, you got to give them back at some point, but, like, you checked them out. You can do it. So I think, you know, going to your local library and asking the librarian, like, what are all the resources? Or going to the website, you know, and, like, coming in with your questions or just being like, oh, I didn't know that the library did this or my my specific library did this. I'm just saying, the library is a really cool place. And, you know, they don't just have, like, fiction. They have books that will, they have cookbooks. They have books that will help you learn how to make body scrubs. Books that will teach you how to knit a sweater. Books that will teach you the beginnings of crochet. Things like that. So, you know, use your public library. The library card is free. Um, What else are we keeping in 2024? We are going to continue library dates. Oh my God, library dates. I went on a library date uh, last year. And the person I went with did not have their library card. So we went in and we said, hey, because I already have my library card. And we said, hey, my friend here does not have a library card and they want one. And they got one in like two minutes. And I went ahead and took their picture so that they can like always have this moment where they got their library card. And then we proceeded to spend like two to three hours probably just like looking at books. And at the end of the time, we we both checked out like 13 books or something. And it was just we had a really good time. Like we were just going through each row of books and we were just like, this is awesome. So like I think that library dates are really cool when you go with your friends, when you go with your boo or your potential new boo or just like, a you know, whoever you have in your community Take them on library dates. Library dates are really cool. And one thing I was thinking is if you were making this like a romance thing and they didn't have their library card, okay, now your date has their library card. But also, you guys could pick out a book for each other and be like, oh, like, I think you should read this book. Based on what you told me, I think you would like this. Or this is a book I read before and, like, I think you should read this. So you can, like, pick out books for each other and, like, I don't know, y'all read the books and then y'all come back and discuss them. And I think that would be really cool. 
I think it'd be cool, but that's just me. Um, let me see. We are keeping supporting our local bookstores, especially if they are black owned, queer owned, etc., etc. Um, local bookstores are really cool. They're a really great place for bookish people to connect. Um, for bookish people to just kind of browse quietly, for bookish people to go to bookish events. Uh, like I said, when like authors come into town, different authors come into town to talk about their new books, stuff like that, you can go get them signed. You can talk to the author. Sometimes bookstores just be putting on really cute events for Valentine's Day or like whatever, whatever else. Like it's just a really cool thing to do. Um, and I know that like at local bookstores, they the books do tend to be more expensive, but like hardback books are expensive. Paperback books are getting more expensive. You know what I mean? So it's like, I know books are expensive and it's easier to go on, you know, Amazon and get things for cheaper. But I want you to consider, you know, actually going and patroning these places in person and actually like talking to the people who go there. And, you know, if you have time, I, th I think a lot of really cool people work at bookstores and they always have the coolest uh, recommendations. And I don't know, open your mind. Also, in 2024, I would like to keep virtual book events. As we know, we are still in a pandemic. COVID ain't going nowhere. No, they're not. So, I think it's really cool when, you know, libraries and bookstores and other organizations and businesses still offer book events virtually. Even if it's like a hybrid situation where people are there, but they're also doing, you know, virtual as well. I think that's really cool because some people still are, you know, in their homes and they, you know, are masking up and don't exactly feel comfortable going back and being in crowds and things like that. So I think we should keep virtual book events. And just from like a totally privileged and cozy space, I would like to say to not have to put pants on to go anywhere. You can just log into your little computee and just be at the event and you're at home with your hot beverage and your blankie and ain't got and nobody's going to say shit to you. You're having a great time. So, let's keep the virtual events going. Next up, starting a book club and getting creative with socializing. So, starting a book club, and this is for the people who maybe you move to a new state, move to a new city, and you're looking, you're one of those people that also like say, oh, it's so hard to make friends as an adult. Start a fucking club, bro. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a book club, but since this is a mostly bookish podcast, I would just say that, but like insert whatever club that you feel like works best for you. But if we're talking about book clubs, start a book club. And like, especially if you're queer, start a queer book club, start a black queer book club, start, you know what I mean? Like start a book club and maybe the first event is you pick a book and then you pick a date where everybody's going to meet up and talk about it, or you're going to do something virtually and talk about it or whatever. But also consider that you are also like, everybody doesn't have the same amount of time to finish a book that's 300, 400 pages in a month, right? And so... Some events don't have to be like, oh, we're discuss we're all discussing this one book that we all read. No. I mean, yes, you can sometimes, but also there's other options. So you could do like a bookish bingo where like you're having fun, you're talking, but it also 
allows for you know different conversations to go on and you can talk about oh this is the book I'm reading right now this is the book I want to read this is the book I read in the past I didn't like it because blah 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 so it like opens up the conversation options also really big into book swaps my queer book club here where I live we do book swaps kind of like quarterly I would say and especially it's a great thing for like Christmas do a book swap wrap it up real cute and do the switch and then everybody opens up their book and then some people are like, oh, this is a book I wanted or, oh, this is a book I already read or, you know, whatever. But then the person who gifted the book or whatever brought that book, they would talk about like what it's about. Did they like it? Did they not like it? Blah, 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 blah. So that's what I'm saying. We can get a little bit more creative with these book club ideas is what I'm trying to say. Next up, diversifying our bookshelves. But if you're not someone who per se like collects books, just diversifying our reading and I mean reading books by disabled authors, reading books by, you know, reading translated works, reading books by black queer authors, black authors, queer authors, all the things. There are so many people that write books and that, you know, open your mind, open your mind. Um, next up, I want to talk about keep unhauling books. Now, if you don't know what unhauling is, unhauling is basically when you own a bunch of books, but like you're just like, well, when I bought all these books, I was in a different headspace, and now I'm not interested in reading these books anymore. That could be an example of what you say. And then so then you're like, okay, well, I, I want to get rid of these books because I'm not going to prioritize them either. And so now you're taking like, what, 70 books out of your pile, and you're like, okay, I got all these books. I'm going to put them in those little cute community libraries that people be having in front of their homes. Or I'm going to donate them to a bookstore or donate them to the library or donate them to a friend or, you know, I'm going to see if I can put together a dating with a book event where I wrap all these books up and, you know, gift these books out. Or I'm going to sell them on Pango or I'm going to ask, you know, a local maker's mart or a market or something. Can I vend these books? Can I vend, can I resell my books here? Things like that. So you're getting rid of books that you are not going to read anymore, basically which I have been doing lately and that is why I've been making so much I've been making like buku dollars on bang on pangobooks.com um actually not buku dollars but I have been making steady sales ever since I unhauled a bunch of books that I know I'm just not going to read anymore because there's just so many books that I bought like in 2020 that I should have read in 2020 2021 and I didn't and now I'm like well I don't want to read them now so and half of those books are at the library now so I was like well I'll just take it out from the library. I don't need to own it. So I've been selling books on Pango. So, you know, just something to think about. And then we're keeping pre-ordering books, but pre-ordering books from the authors that you really fuck with or books that you are actually excited about. You read the synopsis, you read the first book, and you're like, oh, the sequel's coming out? Pre-order. Pre-orders really help the authors, but it also helps the, publisher, the publishers kind of take a pulse of like, oh, people are excited about this book. They're so excited that they're pre-ordering it. You know what I mean? So it really does help the authors, but it also helps the publishers, but it mostly helps the authors because then they know like, oh, people are really excited for this. And then, then they know like, how many books should we have printed or whatever. The last keep of 2024 is, for me, is keeping an eye on book bans locally and nationally. Um, I think it's super important. 
Because in a time where people are trying to, I feel like, censor us. Censor us and, like, kind of change change history almost or rewrite it in a uh, not authentic way. Um, they're trying to soften it for people because people's feelings are being hurt or they're trying to protect the children so that they don't feel distressed. But I was like, but the, the history happened and they should know what happened. Now, do you need to tell a bunch of kindergartners the the brutal the brutality of enslaved the the transatlantic slave trade? No, you do not. You know what I mean. But you know there are books that are you know age appropriate for people to know like oh this is what happened, you know, and this is something that's very important to learn. So I I think especially when it comes to matters on like anti racism queerness even disability things like that like memoirs where people are telling their stories and yeah they have rough parts but I'm like people live and have lived and go through rough parts of life so I'm just like I'm not understanding why we're banning books that like were meant to help and if it doesn't help you that's one thing but it is going to help somebody else so keep an eye on book banning and that is both locally and nationally but also let's also say maybe globally but I don't I guess I haven't really done the research to see if, like, people are doing this on a global scale. But it wouldn't surprise me. But I don't know. I haven't looked into it. So maybe maybe globally, too, could be important. But that's all I have. That is my keep it and leave it book edition. And I'm so glad that y'all stuck with me for this one. Uh, we are coming in at 25 minutes. Hallelujah. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get out, of, get out of here. But I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I love y'all so much, and I will see y'all in the near future. Hallelujah. Okay, love you so much. Bye.